being a father's day i just want to talk about the role of fathers and so for the mothers please don't don't get angry <laughs> today we are celebrating fathers and so let's just talk about fathers today so we're going to talk about the role of a father today before then shall we pray father in jesus name we give you praise we thank you lord for the opportunity to be gathered here we pray in jesus mighty name that you speak to our heart of god that you direct us lord that we will not leave your presence the same in jesus mighty name amen and as we share that we as we talk about the role of fathers the mothers shouldn't feel left out but i believe that we can all learn something today and apply it to our lives um as parents amen okay so i'm talking about the role of fathers or the role of a father and i'm gonna read from genesis chapter 18 verse 19 but let me read from verse 17 to 19 the bible says and the lord said shall i hide from abraham what am i what i am doing since abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him for i have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him and that they keep the way of the lord to do righteousness and justice that the lord may bring to abraham what he had spoken so god said that this is when god was about to destroy um sodom and gomorrah <clears throat> and when he was about to do that he said i I'm not going to hide what I'm doing from Abraham because I know that Abraham is able to command his family after him. Abraham is able to direct his family to follow him, to keep the commandments of the Lord and to do righteousness. And so God was pointing to us that it is the responsibility of the father to command, to lead, to instruct, to guide his family to follow after God. To follow after his footsteps in the generation that we live in this role has become very important because we can see the attack that the enemy has on the family and the attack on the family when there is an attack on the family the father definitely the role of the father cannot be overemphasized the role of the father is so important because it's the father who directs and leads the family is the father who heads the family and therefore the role of the father has become even more important in this generation we see all through the bible god using fathers to start his whatever god is about to do he was using and appointing fathers to to bring to pass those plans first of all we all say that adam is our father we are all descendants of adam and we see god moving again taking noah to start another um to bring to pass another um, plan that he had for the earth and then god went ahead selected abraham to be the father of many nations from abraham it went on to isaac from isaac it went on to jacob and from jacob we had the 12 sons of israel the 12 sons of jacob who god appointed judah all of them played a very significant role in God's plan. And finally, we see God appointing Judah and Jesus Christ coming from 
the tribe of Judah. And so God has been working through fathers from generations past. And even in this generation, God still desires to work through fathers, that he will use fathers to affect families and he will use fathers to affect cities, that he will use fathers to affect nations and states. And so when we avail ourselves as fathers, God is going to use us in this generation to affect our family, to affect our cities, and to affect our nations. And so God is still searching for fathers. If we present ourselves and we avail ourselves, God is going to use us to bless the nations. Just like God had appointed Abraham. He said, I am not going to hide what I'm going to do now from Abraham because I know that Abraham will command his family. No matter what is being taught outside of the world, it is the father's responsibility to command his family to follow after him. It is the father's responsibility to guide, to direct, and to instruct his family to follow after him. I'm going to talk about three roles the father plays in the family or three responsibilities of the father. The first one is the father is the priest of the home. The father is the priest of the home. The father plays a priestly role in his house. And uh, and when we look at the priests of the Old Testament, one of the things that they, they did was to intercede on behalf of the nation. It was the role of the priest to intercede on behalf of the nation. And so when you read Exodus chapter 28, when it was talking about the garment of the priest, Verse 12 says that, And you shall put two stones on the shoulder of the ephod, that is the garment, it was called the ephod, as a memorial stone for the sons of Israel. So Aaron shall bear the names, Aaron shall, I think I have to start from verse 11. Sorry, let me start from verse 9. The Bible says, Then you shall take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel, six of their names on one stone and six on on the other stone in in the order of their birth with the work of an engraver in stone like the engravings of a signet you shall engrave the two stones with the names of the sons of israel you shall set them in the setting of gold and you shall put the stones on the shoulders of the effort as a memorial stones for the sons of israel so aaron shall bear their names before the lord on his shoulders as a memorial and so God wanted the high priest to bear the names of the children of Israel on his shoulder as a memorial. And so any time the high priest went into the presence of God, any time the high priest went before the high priest goes into the presence of God, he puts on the effort, which is the, the garment for, 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 for his ministry. And he will go into the presence of God. Any time he goes, there are six names the six names of the sons of Israel, one will be hanging on one shoulder and the other six names are hanging on the other shoulder. So he bared, he will bear the 12 names on his shoulder. It means that he, anytime he goes into the inner place to pray, he was praying and interceding for the 12 tribes of Israel. He was interceding and praying concerning the, the sins of Israel. He was praying for the deliverance of Israel. And that is one of the responsibilities of fathers that fathers will bear the names of the family on their shoulder anytime they go into prayer they are praying for all their children they are praying for all their family members 
It is the role of the father to be an intercessor for the family. It is the role of the father to teach the children how to pray. When the children see you praying, even, you know, children have a lot of confidence in their father. And so when they, they see their father also bowing down to another father in heaven, it is a way that you teach your children to pray. One of the very important roles of the father as a priest is that the father makes intercession for his family. And so as fathers, we need to continually intercede for our family members. We need to continually pray for our family members. As a Christian father, we need to take the children, the names of our children before God. We need to bear the names on our shoulders that is our burden. We need to carry it before God and always pray. Declare good things on their lives. Pray, intercede for them. Build a hedge around them. The father is responsible for the spiritual protection of his children. And so fathers need to build a hedge, a spiritual hedge around their family. You see, when we speak like this, the role becomes very scary for fathers but god is going to give us all grace to be able to take care of our families just like we trust god to provide for the physical needs of our family we can trust god that the spiritual needs of our family will also be provided for and so when god gives us an instruction or god expects us to do something for the family he gives us the grace to do it and so if god has made you a father know that you have all the grace that you need to be able to pro provide for your family and protect your family spiritually in the name of jesus you commit your family to god as you intercede for them you bring them mention them by their names and bring them before god just like the high priest will carry the names of the children of israel to god it is a father's responsibility to carry the names of the family members to god and to pray for every single family member and trust god to work in the life of every family member second the responsibility of a father as a priest it is the responsibility of a father to teach the children the word or to teach the word to the family not just the children but a family as well in proverbs chapter 4 verse 3 to 5 this is the son uh, um, solomon saying that when i was my father's son tender and the only one in the sight of my mother he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commandments and leave. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget, don't turn away from the words of my mouth. And so Solomon was telling us that his father, who was David, taught him when he was his father's son. It is the responsibility of fathers to teach their children the word, to teach their family the word. God will empower us and strengthen us to be able to teach our family, to be able to lead our family as priests and teach them. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6, the Bible says, This commandment I give you today, that I give you today, are to be on your heart and impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as a symbol on your hands and bind them, bind them on your forehead. Write them on your door frames and on your, on your houses 
and on your gates. This was instruction God, that God was giving to the children of Israel. That this commandment that I'm giving you today, first of all, they have to be in your heart. Secondly, you have to impress them upon your children. That is the NIV version. And so it is the responsibility of fathers of parents to impress the word of god upon the hearts of their children especially in this generation we cannot allow teachers to teach our children or to shape the character of our children or to shape the mindset of our children it is our responsibility to pass on unto them the good values that we hold it is our responsibility to pass on unto them in fact we need to create our own culture at home and impress that upon our children because the culture out there will mislead and misguide our children it is our responsibility in fact the role of parents has become even more important because of the ideology the mindset and the concept that are being shared outside of the outside or in the world today and therefore we need to take this role very importantly that we will instruct our children we will impress upon their heart the word of god and the bible tells us how to do it the bible says we should talk about the word of god when we sit at our homes when we are walking with our children on the road we should talk about god to them to them when they lie down when they get up we should talk about god to them even even if they at the point where they don't understand they are babies and they don't understand speak the word of god God over them speak the name of jesus over them let them just continue to talk and interact with them recite memory verses on them and they will be able to follow after you so it is so important that as children of god we impact that life into our, into the lives of our children and so fathers have a responsibility to teach their family the word in joshua chapter 24 joshua said if it seems evil to you to serve the lord choose for yourself this day whom you serve whether the gods which your fathers serve that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the amorites in whose land you dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the lord joshua is saying it doesn't matter what is going out there in the world it doesn't matter what choice you make it doesn't matter what choice the next family makes. It doesn't matter what is being shared in the news. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Joshua made this decision for his family. It is not He didn't go to his family members to consult them whether they wanted to serve God or not. He decided that the rest of the world can choose their ways. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It has to be. Our mindset that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It has to be something we deliberately push and we deliberately work on. That as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Even if all the world is trying to redefine the things that God has already created. As for me and my house, we will stay to the word of God. We will continue to serve God. It doesn't matter what the public education system is teaching the children out there. As for me and my house we will serve the lord as for me and my house we are committed to serving the lord and the father makes this decision this decision on behalf of the family and leads and directs the family that as for me and my house i'll put my family in the space where they have the opportunity to serve god i will ensure that i equip my family members that they will be able to serve god and so one of the important roles of the father 
in the family is to be a teacher. The father as a priest, one, intercedes for the family, and two, teaches the family. The father provides spiritual leadership for the family. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, it says, But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. The head of every woman is the man. And the head of and the head of Christ is God. And so the family, the father is the head of the family. And as the head of the family, I know that most fathers are okay with their role to provide, be the provider of the physical needs of the family. But as you provide the physical needs of the family, as you provide physical direction for the family, like making a choice of your child's, of course, it's a, an initiative that you bring and you work together with your wife to make those decisions. It's as well the father's responsibility to provide spiritual leadership for the family. And let it not be too scary. You just have to initiate it. Women are very good when you, when you, you, you take the initiative. They are, that's why the Bible says that women are given to the man as help. Woman being a help is not lesser than the man. In fact, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is our helper. And when the Bible says the Holy Spirit is our helper, it does not reduce him to being lesser of a God. No. But the Holy Spirit is God as well. And so when the man takes the initiative, the woman will support and help and ensure that the initiative will work. And so the man as the head of the family is responsible for providing spiritual leadership for the family to direct the, the family spiritually. And so it is important as the priest, the man playing the role of a priest, what the man does is first to intercede for his family. Second, to teach his family the word. Three, to provide spiritual leadership for his family. Amen. The next role of a man or the father is the father as a prophet. The father is the prophet of his family. And therefore, the father must speak on the lives of his family. The father must declare blessings on his family. The father must declare blessings on his children. It must be the father's habit to declare good things on the lives of his children. That my children will be the head and not the tail. That my children will be above. That every seed of my body is blessed. I declare that my children are intelligent. They will they will go to the best schools of their days. They will be the head. They will be leaders. They will influence many. They will command wealth. They will not struggle in their lives. They are blessed with every spiritual blessing. They will grow up in the fear of the Lord. It is the father's responsibility to declare blessings on their children. Don't keep quiet when it comes to blessing your children. Don't keep quiet. And I encourage the mothers as well. Don't keep quiet when it comes to blessing your children talking does not cost you anything so talk on the lives of your children lay hands on them speak in their lives declare the things that god has said concerning them declare the things that are in the word of god concerning them don't keep quiet when it comes to shaping the destinies of your children because every word that you speak on the lives of your children actually has impact don't only say things especially the other thing is don't say bad things or evil things about your children when you are angry because that also can affect them if you say anything wrong about your children or anything that is not perfect or it's not right quickly change it 
and say a good thing. Sometimes you get angry and the things slip out of your mouth. Quickly change it because the words that we speak on our children is very, very important. When God created the world, all he did was to speak everything into being. And so we need to be careful the things that we say because the things that we say can come into being. The Bible says, by faith, we understand that the world was framed by the words of God. And so if the word, the whole world was framed by the words of God, then our words should not come out carelessly. We have to be careful the words that we speak on the lives of our children. Now, if you remember the story of Jacob and Esau, how Jacob took the blessings of Esau. Listen, the blessings that Jacob took was just the, their father, Isaac, speaking on his life. Yet, the, that was so important for 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 Jacob that he had to trick his father to speak good things on his life and that is why it's important that fathers speak good things on the lives of their children and the bible says afterward Esau wept bitterly and he all he wanted it wasn't that he wanted his father's property it, it wasn't that he wanted an inheritance from his father of course his father was rich but he wept because he wanted his father to declare blessings on his life he just wanted his father to speak good things on his life he just wanted his father to say something positive on his life and that was worth all the tears all the struggle to go into the forest and bring the the the, the game that the father was asking on the the meal that the father was asking for he just wanted the father to speak positively on his life and so speaking positively on the life of your children is a is something that we see a spiritual principle that we see established right from Genesis. We saw Noah, how Noah spoke good things on two of his children and it came to pass. We saw how, how, how all the fathers of faith spoke good things on the lives of their children and it came to pass. And so even today, that principle is still relevant and that principle still works. So as fathers, we need to speak good things on the life of our children. When we are playing with them, we lay our hands on them and we speak good things on them. When they are lying down in their cribs, when they are lying down on their beds, we go near them, we lay our hands, we declare good things and we speak good things. on. Them. When we are taking them to school, we lay our hands on them, we pray for them, we speak good things on their life. <laughs> I'm sorry. In Genesis chapter 27, verse 33, 34, this is when Esau came back and Jacob had stolen his blessings. Jacob had taken the words, the positive words, the good words of blessing that Isaac had. Jacob took all those words and listen to what um, Esau said. In Genesis chapter 27, verse 33, the Bible says, Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Where is the one who hunted where is the one who hunted game and brought to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him. And indeed, he'll be blessed. What did he bless him with? You know, sometimes when people say, can you bless me? And they're actually asking for something physical. But this time, he blessed him with just words, with words. Some, some people will say it's common words. But those words were not common because those words were father declaring blessings on the life of his child. And Jake, Isaac said that I have blessed him. I have spoken good things on his life. And indeed, he's going to be blessed. When Esau had these words of his father, he cried with exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, bless me. 
also, O my father. And so Esau cried and wept bitterly so that his father would speak on his life as well. So that his father would declare good things on his life as well. Why was this so important for the people of old? It's because this spiritual principle works. They have seen it work in the past. And so when Esau was weeping, he just wanted his father to say things on his life. And today, if we have the opportunity to be fathers, we have to say good things on the life of our children. Speak good things on their head. Because those things that you speak on their heads will come to pass. Those things that you lay your hands and declare on their lives will come to pass. And so say positive things. When you slip and you say anything bad, turn it quickly and make it positive. When anybody says anything bad in your space concerning your children, if you are there, change it. And say, turn it to the positive. Don't allow words, negative words to be spoken on your children. And like somebody will say, oh, this boy is stubborn. As soon as they say this boy is stubborn, you change the word. You say, no, he's not stubborn. He's very good. He's very smart. He's intelligent. He's obedient. Don't allow those negative words to go free. Turn them. Change them. Declare positive words on the life of your children. And so one of the responsibilities of a father as a prophet is... To declare blessings on the life of his children. To speak positively on the life of his children. And so one of, one of the other things in, that we see in Genesis chapter 49. Is that before Jacob died. <laughs> Jacob who was blessed by Isaac. He understood this principle so much. That before he died he also called all his 12 sons. And said to them in Genesis chapter 49, the Bible says, And Jacob called his sons and said, Gather together that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. One day I was studying the book of Genesis. And when I came across this, I was so shaken that the father, before he died, told all his children what they were going to become in future. The father had been had been interceding for the children and the father knew the mind of God concerning his children. This is a huge responsibility for fathers so that the children will not grow up not knowing the decisions to make. But the father will go before them in prayer, will go before God in prayer, kneel, intercede, and know where the children are supposed to go. And so before Jacob died, he called all his children. He says, gather together and hear you sons of Jacob and listen to Israel, your father. And so Jacob told all his 12 sons what the future was going to be like, what their life was going to be like. He told them, he prophesied that, that into their life and it came to pass. If you read Genesis chapter 49, Everything that Jacob said concerning all his children came to pass. This is a very challenging task for the father. But the grace of God is sufficient. As fathers, we need to challenge ourselves that we will know the purpose of our children and direct them. Because we are going to make the decisions for them. The schools that they are going to attend, the courses they are going to read. And all those things, we are going to make those decisions for them. Or we will assist them in making those decisions. These days, the kids also learn fast. and they. But then if your father knows the purpose of the children, you are able to guide them to make the right decision. And so we need to go before God in prayer and know what each children 
each of our kids, we want we have to know their purpose because every child has a purpose. God has ordained a purpose for every single child that He gives us. Some people are blessed enough to know the purpose of their child even before they give birth to them. God, through a prophet or through a man or through some dream or through some means, would reveal to them the purpose of the, the child. And we saw that in the life of Samson, that even before Samson was born, God told his parent what the purpose was. And we see that, we saw that in the life of John the Baptist. Even before John the Baptist was born, God told his parents the purpose, his role that he was going to play on earth. There are so many other kids in the Bible that God told their parents the role they are going to play. And so as fathers being prophets in our home, we need to intercede on behalf of our families and believe God to reveal the purpose of our children to us so that we'll be able to direct and guide them. In fact, every decision that we make for our children should not be done carelessly or should not be done without prayer. Selecting a school for them, let's pray about it. Even when we have options, let's pray about it. Let's be led by God to select the right school for them. Every single decision that we make that is going to affect their lives because there are some decisions that we make as fathers that has the uh, um, that can impact their lives in a way that it will take a long time for them to recover from or sometimes they might never recover from and so every single decision that we make for them let's prayerfully make those decisions and trust God to guide us to make those, to make those decisions and to make good decisions for them and so the father needs to go before God, learn the purpose of his children, and pass that over to them. The father, as a prophet, the father has a great responsibility. Now, the last thing we want to talk about is the father as a king. The father is the king of his home. And being a king of his home, I'm not only talking about enjoying the privileges that comes with being a king but rather the responsibilities that comes with being a king the bible says where the word of a king is there is power and so where the word of the father is there has to be power the father needs to have authority over his children one of the things that the devil is doing today and i believe i've read this in church before that they want as an attack on the family you want to give they want to give children the chance to oppose the decisions of their parents the children are being empowered but through institutions that has been set now the children are empowered to oppose the decisions and to oppose the the plans or, or the will of their fathers but as as believers we need to have authority over our home and guide and teach our children recently i heard a father who's who was saying that uh, he's happy that his child has been able to educate him about what or, or or has been able to redefine to him um what gender means i don't think this is something that a kid or uh, your, your child should teach you Considering the information that we have in the world today, this is something that you need to teach your child what gender is. And you can get that information from the Bible. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created man 
and woman. God did not create any other thing or any other object or any other human description based on whatever the world is teaching today. These are things that fathers have to deliberately teach our children. Several years ago, it wouldn't have been so important to to teach your children these things. But now, with definitions being changed, it is so important that we teach our children simple, simple things like this because the world is going to expose our children to so many things. So the the father as a king must ensure that he has authority over his children and getting authority over your children this day requires a lot of skill because you don't want to push the children to the time to a point where they don't listen to your words anymore you want to love your children you want to be the greatest influence on your children don't allow your children's teacher to be the greatest influence on their children on your children don't allow your children's coach to be the greatest influence on your children and i'm not saying the teachers are bad or the coaches are bad they may be good people but make sure that you are the greatest influence on the life of your children as parents we have to be the greatest influence on the lives of our children the situation where well, the, the culture that we are living in now the children spend a lot of time with other people, with strangers. When they go to school, when they go to daycare, they spend a lot of their hours out there. But the few hours that we spend with them, we must ensure that we use those hours wisely to influence and to shape their lives so that we will become the greatest influence in the lives of our children. That we will be the people who shape the, the mindset of our children. There could be anything going out there in the world, but when they come home, the culture is different and they follow the home the culture that is at home. The people could tell them all sorts of things outside. And these are things that we need to pray about. That they don't meet evil influences on their way. They don't meet evil influences when they go to school. People who influence them negatively. We need to pray and intercede. But when they come home, it's an opportunity to use that time wisely. To shape them. To direct them. To impress upon their, their heart the word of God. And so Joshua said, it doesn't matter the decisions other family, the family next door makes or other families make. It doesn't matter the decisions all the families of Israel will make. As for me and my house, we are going to serve God. So it doesn't matter what concepts are being taught out there in the world. As for me and my house, we have our own concept. And that is the concept we are going to follow. It doesn't matter the culture and environment that we live in. As for me and my house, we have our own culture. And that is the culture we are going to follow. Amen. And so we need to follow the culture of the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God in itself has a culture. And that should be our culture. As people of God. And so again to Genesis chapter 18 verse 19. God said that for I know him. In order that he will command. So Abraham was going to instill. He was going to command. He was going to use some sort of authority. To direct his children. And his household. To follow after him. To keep the way of the Lord. It is the responsibility of the father. To command. To instill in their children. The fear of God. It is the responsibility of the father, of course, through prayer as well, to instill in the children the, the, the way of the Lord, that they will follow after God and they will not turn to the left or to the right, 
the father as a king has a responsibility to instill his authority in his home and being a king does not mean that you enjoy only the privileges of a king but the king is also a servant you serve the whole family as a king you direct the whole family as a king you protect the whole family as a king and so trust god to make sound decisions for your home when you are making decisions the decisions that we make in the home the father plays a very major role in those decisions and so when the father makes wrong decisions it does not affect only the father but it affects the whole family every wrong decision that the man who is a father makes affects the whole family and so trust god to be able to make the right decisions for your home as you decide for your home the father as a king you trust god that you you'll be able to make the right decisions the father as a king you protect your home the father is responsible for spiritual protection of his home you don't allow anything to invade your family you don't allow sicknesses diseases to invade your family you pray and cast out sicknesses and cast out disease when your children are sick lay your hands on them when your wife is sick lay your hands on them and pray for them that they will be healed you protect and preserve the place that god has given you there is something about a lion when a lion discovers a territory one of the things he does is that he will pee around that territory so that any other lion that is coming any other male lion that is coming into that territory when they smell the pee of the other lion they have to turn back and that is how the lion keeps his territory away from other lions and as a father you have a responsibility to protect your territory the family that god has given you that is your territory the home that god has given you that is your territory you have a responsibility to protect that home from from the hands of the enemy from evil works you have to protect and preserve your home through prayer build a hedge of fire around your children build a hedge of fire through prayer around your family the father has a responsibility to protect his home the father has a responsibility as a king to provide for his family the fa- the bible says that if you do not provide for your family you are worse than an unbeliever and so the father has a response the father as a king has a responsibility to provide for the needs of the family the father has to work hard and provide for the family now the bible says in romans chapter 8 verse 15 for we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. As I'm talking about fathers, there are some people who might be missing the presence of the Father in their life. But we should all understand that because we have the Spirit of God, we all have God as our Father. And so the Bible says, God has given us the Spirit, His Holy Spirit, setting us free from every bondage, and He has adopted us as His children. And so we can all cry out, Abba, Father. So don't ever think that you are fatherless or you are without a father because God is the father of the fatherless. And the Bible says, because He has given you His Holy Spirit, you can cry out to Him and say, Abba, father and so god is the father of all of us and so you are not forsaken god knows your name 
You are not forgotten. God knows your name. And God is your father. Amen. And so with everything that I've said concerning the role of the father, do not be overwhelmed. Don't think that it is so difficult or so impossible. Don't think that you are not able to do what God has called you to do as a father. Do not believe that it is impossible. You have to start from somewhere. Do not be overwhelmed by the responsibility of fatherhood. I saw an inscription last year. Somebody said, Father, being a father is a stressful but fun job. It is stressful. It is difficult. But it is fun as well. Watching your children grow is fun. And so take on the responsibility. Be determined to do your best and trust God for the grace to be able to fulfill your role as a father. Amen. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name for grace that has been made available for fathers. In the name of Jesus, we believe, Lord, that you have made, you've given us all the provision we need to be good fathers. We thank you, Lord, even for the privilege to be called fathers. We give you all the praise. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. All right.